0: I'm CJ.
1: And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast
0: where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening.
0: Uh, She loves me so... uh...
1: (sighs) I'm glad she's got... You've got her gentle dulcet tones. That's great. That's great for you to kick off the podcast. And I'm just sitting over here like an idiot.
0: It's just Idiot. it's just so delightful. One day I'll just have to start the Zoom meeting and then you'll get to hear her voice too. Anyway, hi, hello. Greetings, oh. welcome. Hello,
1: darling. Oh, you excited to jump back in?
0: I'm so excited. I am so excited. Did you like this I chunk? feel No. <laughs>
1: I almost, okay, I almost texted you. I stopped. I was like, I'm not gonna do it. I don't wanna like spoil anything, but I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs>
0: Um, I will say I am maybe more complimentary in my notes uh, of this section than of any previously recorded section, and I don't know how that happened. Maybe they caught me in a good mood. Maybe I'd done an edible. Who fucking knows?
1: <laughs> okay, well now I'm really excited because I don't have a lot of notes. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get there. Into are this sound one. effects? What?
0: Yep. Just wait.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Usually I have no neurotic one that's upset about whooshing noise. (laughs) Okay. Can I just make a note really quick before we even get started? (laughs) It's not big, but like my first, the only thing I wrote at the very top, I wrote, is it weird that I'm actually happy to be back in the hospital wing? That's weird, right?
0: The hospital wing is vibes today. There's something about it that I'm just like, I, I mean, I, Look, I've had a bit of a week, and I'd be okay curling up in one of those beds <laughs> for a while. That's Maybe all that's
1: I'm gonna it. say, <laughs> Maybe I was like, this looks comforting, but it's also just kind of like, oh, we're back in like a familiar place. Like we talked about too in these movies, like the settings like move around so much, and a lot of times you're like, I don't know where I am right now in the castle. So to have like a marker of like you're back in the hospital wing, I'm like, oh, hey, look, at Madame Pomfrey, she's back.
0: <laughs> right. There are there are so many cases in which we are canonically in the same place, but visually. In the films were not in the same place yeah fully agree i don't know if that made any sense
1: but it did to me you yeah.
0: i like thinking about hagrid's hut like that looks very different every film yeah or you know there are many many examples but things like dumbledore's office the hospital wing the great hall those are those things yeah. that they have Stay looked consistent
1: the yeah they stay consistent
0: so as you already pointed out, we arrived today in the hospital wing, where Ron is in one of the beds, which we also already said looks actually very cozy. Sans the being poisoned part, it's fine. Uh, yeah. He is flanked by Ginny and Hermione, and Harry is standing off to the side while Madame Pomfrey is like checking his fever and taking his pulse. I don't know what all that has to do with being poisoned, but listen, I'm not going to question a healer. She does don't her you shit. Don't ever
1: question Poppy.
0: Work, bitch. McGonagall arrives with Dumbledore, Snape, and Slughorn, who's carrying the bottle of poisoned mead from last episode, last chunk. Dumbledore compliments Harry on saving Ron, and McGonagall steers the conversation toward why his actions were necessary, which is classic Minerva. <laughs> we gotta get down to business and defeat. Cut out the, the hunt. Symptom-
1: Yeah, cut out the sentimental shit. Yeah, fuck why this. Why are we shit. here? It,
0: listen, have you read her backstory? Never. Uh, so there's an ebook on it. I have it. I don't know if I can share it with you. I never really figured out how to do that on Kindle, but it's a thing. Um, She has a dark past. She's the dark past. That's all Mm. I'm going to say. So I get the cut out the sentimental bullshit and let's figure out why somebody was trying to kill
1: someone. You're very practical.
0: We then learned that Slughorn had been planning to give that bottle of mead to Dumbledore. (gasps) Gasp! So, another attempt on Dumbledore's life. Although we don't really know yet that the necklace was an attempt on Dumbledore's life.
1: Right. I don't think we ever do. I think it was just
0: I mean, it's they talk about it in the Astronomy Tower. I'm not oh. remembering in this moment if it's talked about specifically in the film, but in the book, they definitely Dumbledore definitely says like poisoning a bottle of mead that you know, only had the slightest chance of getting to me and he mentions the necklace of
1: your feeble blood. attempts, I think he calls them something like yeah. that. Okay.
0: It's at this point that Lavender comes rushing in, screaming about her
1: one-one,
0: which quickly devolves into a tiff between her and Hermione, because Lavender is his girlfriend, but (laughs) Hermione thinks that he's interesting and blah, 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 blah. To be honest, I actually think that it did a nice job with this scene. We maybe got a little bit silly with the he senses my presence bullshit, but this did feel like a couple of teenage girls sniping.
1: And I think they do a great job. My only note is I go, why are the adults still here? Walk away. Have your own conversation. Stop watching this teenage drama. It's a little fucking weird. <laughs> like The whole scene oh, feels too quiet. So it's cringy watching this because it's like, girls, both of you check yourselves. Like, <laughs> check yourselves. Read the room. Everybody's quiet and discussing a possible murder attempt. <laughs> like, and you're be fighting.
0: It is cringy. I'll agree with you 100%. I think it should be cringy. Mm. It's 16-year-olds fighting over a boy. Uh, the who's unconscious. Note, <laughs> who's unconscious, like you do. Sleeping in Seattle. What up? Sleepless? Sleepless. Sleepless. I'm sleeping. Good God. <gasps> 90s reference. Kids, go look it up. Good times. Sandy Bullock, before she was a... No, it's
1: Meg wrong... Ryan.
0: It's Meg Ryan? You're
1: thinking of while sleeping. What am you were I thinking
0: of? While you were sleeping. While you were
1: sleeping is he's unconscious. and she's Yeah, there's another woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really before Sandra Bullock was like a rom-com star. She was more of a drama star back in the day. Yeah. And then she did Miss Congeniality and it like catapulted her into this comedy world, which is yeah. iconic. I love her for it. And sleep Proposal, in Seattle. one of the best movies ever oh, I made. I hate that movie. That's a great movie. I
1: hate that movie. How do you hate that movie? It's so not age appropriate. And it's not. What? There's no chemistry between. You're talking about Ryan Reynolds and Sandy. Yeah, he gets no. naked. Oh, okay. So this is why you like that movie. <laughs> like, like, why would not, you like no. that movie? It's not good. It's not a good movie. You can't sit here and what tell do you me mean it's not. I age don't feel appropriate. like because they don't. They don't have any chemistry. Sandy and Ryan Reynolds, and then she's much older than him. Sandy's she's, in her fifties. He's
0: like he's in his forties. What is the age difference between Siri you and Held your partner? Held is Ryan Reynolds.
1: Okay, we're not talking about me.
0: <laughs> what is the age difference Siri between Held you and is your Sandra partner?
1: They're four, okay, they're 14 years apart. Huh. Which? Okay, somebody else in this class. Okay, whatever. This is not about huh. Let's get back to it, all right? And by the way, Sleepless in Seattle, I don't like that movie. That's the one with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. That's their first movie together before you Got Me.
0: Right, yes. I'm remembering now anyway, anyway um, the note about teachers like being there when they should clearly like back away slowly having spent a lot of time around teachers I will say that <laughs> I knew many I'm not gonna generalize and say that many of them are but i knew many that were way too involved in the teenage drama because they didn't have many interesting things happening in their own lives true any teacher friends of mine that listen to this i promise i'm not talking about you no (laughs) but you also know that that's true anyway i digress anyway uh so ron starts to mumble and eventually you can kind of make out him saying hermione hermione yeah <laughs> lavender runs out in tears and dumby gives us a cute little quip about being young and in love and then dismisses everyone and hermione sits down on the bed and takes ron's hand and it's all very gushy gushy and she has a very satisfied look on her face and i love that about her
1: I wrote, Ginny- hermione looks like she ate one of her canaries <laughs> isn't that the, the phrase the cat that ate the canary and the joke is oh. she created yellow canaries early. Okay, I
0: got there. I got there. You, I, I needed the idiom.
1: <laughs> and it was a silly one, too. So let's just, let's just keep going. Just keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As Ginny is leaving, she stops and she says to Harry, about time, don't you think? Which is obviously her letting him know that she's totally DTF. But, you know, women, subtext, men don't pick up on that shit. No. Hermione and Harry share a look, and Hermione's little shut up is cute as fuck. I love this for them. Next up in the spiral stairway, Harry spots Draco.
1: (laughs) I did say our favorite ambiguous stairway that always leads to somewhere different.
0: (laughs) Yes, we have no idea where it is in the castle, but it takes you anywhere.
1: Anywhere you need to go. This time up to a a different floor, one time up to Trelawney's (laughs) uh, classroom.
0: Right. Don't worry about it. There are really 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 fond in this film of very large very empty corridors we have no torches lining the halls we have oh. no artwork it is just big empty corridors the i miss Slug, our Hogwarts slughorn's, torches. right slughorn's office is at the end of a large empty corridor wherever draco is going which is near there as we learned when he crashed the slughorn's party um is also down this hallway
1: yeah and I just realized that too. Like, the room for, room of requirement, according to the first movie, or according to the not the first movie, I mean, the fifth movie that we talked about with your cousin, was like on the first floor. We're like, well, that's weird. Now it's up on a different floor. It has to be up on an upper floor to be up and in, in, up near where Sycorin's um, office is. So it's like, so again, we're changing. <laughs> and I get the and I yeah. start going to start to even argue with myself too. My nose. I'm like, well, it's unplottable. I'm like, unplottable still so doesn't change the fact that it doesn't move. It's still in the same location. It still has a
0: specific location. It's supposed to be in a corridor on the seventh floor, yada, yada, yada. Thank you. Anyway. Anyway. um, So we're in the spiral staircase. Harry spots Draco and decides to creep on him. So he follows him into this big, empty corridor where Draco collects a bird from a cage, because I guess that's a thing.
1: And this is a white bird, yes?
0: Yes. So there are two birds in the cage. Okay. There's a white bird and a black bird. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we've acknowledged this cage on the pod in a previous episode. I know that we see it in a previous chunk, but I think that we may have skimmed past it because I don't remember talking about it.
1: I think he walks below it at one point, but that's all we see of it. Yeah. The yeah. big
0: spherical bird cage inside of another sphere, it's a thing
1: how did they get there who's taking care of them who's not nobody going missing like did he put them anyway ambiguous birds okay ambiguous birds, ambiguous ambiguous birds
0: they're there they're a plot point we need them <sighs> he goes into the room of requirement with the white bird and despite having spent an entire year in the fucking room in year five harry still can't figure out where draco has gone amazing Whatever. is what it is. Inside the room, Draco reveals the vanishing cabinet with his very aggressive flourish. He must put that blanket back up there every time he leaves. Cool, 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 cool. Love that for you. He places the very chirpy-chirp little bird inside the vanishing cabinet. He closes the door. He dramatically picks a feather from his sleeve, mm. and holds it up to stare at it, mm. and we hear a... F- Oh. <laughs> sound.
1: Okay. I told you there no. were sound effects today. Uh, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it.
0: And suddenly the chirping stops. No more chirping, the chirping is done.
1: Yeah.
0: Great. Uh, side note, when did we stop needing an incantation to work the cabinet? He's like, didn't doing... we determine in an <laughs> earlier episode that we needed an incantation to yeah, work but... the cabinet?
1: Yeah. I so, right, like, yeah.
0: suddenly he's just standing there and he's picking a feather off of his sleeve and...
1: He can non verbally do it. Maybe he needs to know how to non verbally do it, and that's what he's practicing. I don't know. I don't like it. My only note is a poor bird just trying to live its bird life.
0: You don't even like birds. I
1: don't, but I feel bad for this
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Jumping quickly to Nocturne Alley, a sign lets us know that we're at Borgen and Burks. Around the back of the shop, through that large, creepy window that the trio was looking through, spying on the Death Eaters at the beginning of the episode, or at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. season—I don't know what what is what are words anymore.
1: What's Um, time?
0: Where it's the window that they saw Draco caressing the cabinet.
1: Yeah.
0: At the beginning of the film, and so now we see it. We see the cabinet. We see the cabinet through the window. Yeah. And then we go through the window. Like literally through it, not like. But do we make a whooshing window.
1: noise, or we just go through it? Like the camera can just go through the window without making a okay, whooshing
0: noise. I actually I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I
1: will go back, and I <laughs> no, I won't. I don't think there was.
0: I don't think there was. I feel like I would have noticed. Anyway, uh, we we see the cabinet. We go through the window, and we're in Borken and Bergs, and we're outside the cabinet, and we can hear a bird fluttering around and chirping yeah. until we hear another. Yeah which takes us back to the room of requirement. I think, okay, stepping back for a moment. I think at this point, the squibs who have no idea what the fuck is going on should be starting to put together what Draco is trying to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a big red flashing sign. It's a breadcrumb.
1: Yeah, and even to me, it's not clear. He says he's repairing it. What? (laughs) By doing what, by putting birds in it?
0: I mean, at this point he's testing it out and that's what I'm, That's what I think is making it clear. Like, he sent it there. It was alive in Nocturne Alley. And now he's trying to bring it back. So it might not be clear that we're trying to get Death Eaters into the school. But what should be clear is that we're trying to create some kind of a portal or a transport between Nocturne Alley and Hogwarts.
1: Agreed. Where did I leave? So now the Bird's back, or we get the whoosh that it's going back to Hogwarts. But why is it dead?
0: Because the cabinet isn't working properly. There's something wrong.
1: But I didn't know that watching it for a while, when, later when he says repairing it. But for a long time, I thought, well, he sent it to Borgen and Burks. Somebody heard it and killed the bird and sent back the dead bird. <laughs> and that's why he's well, crying. Because no,
0: we see it fluttering around. Or we hear it fluttering around and chirping yeah. inside. And Borgen the
1: opened the cabinet killed that poor baby bird and then sent the dead bird back. (laughs) We see the moment,
0: we hear the moment that it's sent back. Oh, that's funny. That's
1: what I really thought. I was like, oh, that's why he's crying, because he knows he's working with bad people that would kill a little innocent bird. No. (laughs) That was my theory for a while.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's cute. No, Mm -hmm. he's crying because he's going to be killed, because he can't figure out how to do this without killing the damn bird.
1: Makes more sense. Makes more sense. So as
0: you pointed out, unfortunately, his trial has been unsuccessful. As when he opens the cabinet there, that's with him back in the room of requirement, the bird has returned, but it's real dead. Not quite what you want on the whole vanishing cabinet thing. That's you want to come back alive is the general idea. Uh, RIP bird. He looks real defeated at first, but eventually like breaks down sobbing, which we don't get to see. We just hear him sobbing in the next clip as we're panning across the piles of lost and forgotten things now down in the great hall lavender is staring daggers at ron from another table
1: i do love unhinged lavender
0: oh yeah she's she went for it and good for her um she's maybe imagining stabbing him and hermione with her spoon because it kind of looks like she's carving a a a line into the table what's silly here is that my pedantic ass is like why is she sitting at another table that's not the gryffindor table (laughs) and there are other gryffindors sitting there with her too so that listen there are no rules anymore whatever ron is looking real uncomfortable and hermione points out that he's making it snow okay I don't really have a reaction to that that's just a weird choice okay here's whatever. here's what i
1: didn't like about it is because we know from the books that when kids are growing up and they're magical they can sometimes make magical things happen without meaning to we know that as readers film go or, uh, film watchers are not knowing this about which is wizards wizard so they can kind of involuntarily make things happen sometimes and we, actually we're not shown any examples of that throughout the movies so for him to just be <laughs> randomly making it snow it's like okay where'd they come from like it's not a thing we've seen before or know about really if you're just watching the movies
0: yeah it's a weird choice and yeah. what's the significance of the s- significance of the snow if anyone should be feeling icy it should be lavender
1: correct or like <laughs> rage making yeah. fire she- not <laughs> like like, she has a storm cloud above her and he's, <laughs> right. you have a force field around you. Why?
0: <laughs> She's <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> the one who should be having a let it go moment. She should be uh-huh. living her Elsa fantasy here.
1: Absolutely. The only other note I have from this scene is that I want these hogshead water pitchers. But I think we've seen some like popular first yeah, yeah, movies, yeah. right? Like, they've always kind of been around and they had a little, it's like a pig head or a boar head sitting on top of the pitcher to topper it. I kind of, want, oh, are you going to see if I can buy it?
0: Uh-huh. It's only $185.
1: OK, then no, I'm not <laughs> I am cheap. I just feel like that can be done It's cheaper. very
0: funny the things that you can be talked into spending money on. Anyway, so they fall into this conversation about how Ron broke up with Lavender because apparently he doesn't remember it. But maybe he remembers something. But no, that could never happen. But he's done. He's glad to be done with her. And Hermione doesn't have the nerve to say, it's because you
1: like me and not her. She does crestfallen really well here.
0: Yes, she does. Because she thought she had a little victory. And he definitely knows that she had that victory. But he's pretending it didn't happen because that couldn't happen. There are some dynamics here. Um, I don't care. No. Maybe I just spent too much time around teenagers to like care about teenage drama. But it's like, this is stupid. Let's get back to the plot.
1: Well, I told you I didn't like Hermione all of a sudden. Like, I have this big crush on, on Ron this movie. I'm like, okay. Have they done a better job building that up throughout the movies? But well, they kind of didn't. They did the I don't scolding. I do the
0: issue with that that you do. Um... I
1: do, because I just don't feel it. And uh, again, like, when Harry kisses Ginny, I'm like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel like, oh, yay, finally they're together. And I feel the same way about Ron and Hermione. Oh, finally they're together. I don't feel that way. I feel like, mm, all right, I guess the movie needed this. <laughs> like, Somebody I needed I felt this. that
0: way when I read the book.
1: No, in the book, I actually liked it more. In the book, I was like, there were some more hints kind of laid out and more like the. No, that's
0: what I mean. I, I liked it in the book. I liked, oh, you liked it in the book? Like, yeah. I was happy when Harry and Ginny got together. I was. Yes. I did the like, it's about time when Hermione and Ron got together. Yeah. It's more
1: developed in the books and the movies. I'm like, where'd this come from and why do I care? And I don't.
0: After one more cray-cray look at Lavender, Hermione points out that Katie Bell is back to a distracted Harry who has just noticed a spell in his slash the prince's potion book, Sectumsempra.
1: Oh, he notices it right before. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's got a note next to it that says, for enemies. That's right. But he snaps out of it, and he's off to find out what the fuck happened to Katie. We are wasting no time. We're going to interrogate the bitch that nearly died. Doesn't matter.
1: I really wrote, I know you don't give a fuck about me, Harry, but I don't have any information for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's really what she did. Like, she heads him off completely, and she tells him she doesn't know who cursed her. Sorry, bitch. It's at that point that we notice that Draco has walked into the hall behind Harry. He makes eye contact with Harry and sees Katie behind her, behind him, pardon me, and he looks absolutely terrified, and he turns to flee. Harry being Harry, of course, chases after him, passing the now empty birdcage, implying that Draco has tried the cabinet again. Another little tiny breadcrumb that if you're not paying attention, you're not going to pick up on and even then you might not really put all those clues together. Anyway, Harry finds Draco in the bathroom, having a full-on breaking breakdown. He's sobbing into the sink. Girl, we have all been there so harry approaches draco slowly and he confronts him about cursing katie draco looks up and spots him in the mirror and launches them immediately into a lovely little duel this
1: battle happens with like no conversation and like there's no conversation within it either like hey stop it no listen to me or like hey i'm trying to talk to you it's just an instant i said why can't harry have like any so first of all, why can't Harry in the movies ever be as clever or as normal as he is in the books? <laughs> like, he can't have human interactions that are normal. He has to just go in and accuse this guy, and then it's battle time. I'm like, this felt so empty.
0: <laughs> I mean, they do launch into it very quickly in the book as well. It goes from zero to 60.
1: True. And they already have that animosity built up, though. And I guess we yeah. do in the... in the yeah. I don't know. I this mean, just felt...
0: they hate each other. Drake goes at his wit's end already. He's about to be killed by Voldemort. Okay. Baltimore.
1: Um, That's a good point. So I he's could already see on him edge. being
0: like a raw nerve and uh, being like, I'm not fucking dealing with you right now. <laughs> I
1: do not have time for this. Okay.
0: That makes more sense. Um, My complaint here is that as always in the movies, we have no idea what the spells are that they're throwing at each other. Oh, right. Uh, in the book, it's pretty brief. Uh, Draco fires three increasingly violent hexes. Uh, one of them... We don't know what it is.
1: That's right. But they're hexes and you can hear them. This, this feels like a horror movie scene where they're crouching down, looking for each other and, or like an action movie, like they're going around corners (laughs) to try to attack each other. I'm like, this is a different movie.
0: So in the book, we also don't know what curses Draco is sending at Harry. One of them causes a loud bang and the bin behind Harry explodes another one oh he only i'm i'm wrong he doesn't send three he only
1: is one graze harry or something
0: my own crack no 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 okay i i hadn't i hadn't scrolled back far enough it reads malfoy wheeled around drawing his wand instinctively harry pulled out his own malfoy's hex missed harry by inches That's shattering a what's... lamp on the wall beside him mm-hmm. harry threw himself sideways you'll notice harry's responses his first two responses are simple jinxes, which we, in an earlier episode, have talked about the distinction between jinxes and versus hexes versus curses. Um, and Harry's response to this first attack is Corpus," which would just not even fully incapacitate him, um, but Mal- Malfoy blocks it. And then Malfoy's next curse, there was a loud bang and the bin behind Harry exploded. Then Harry attempted the leg locker curse. So again, another just like silly jinx that would have incapacitated him. And Malfoy's response is the fucking Cruciatus curse. (laughs) Like, Jesus. We're going right to that. To be fair, Harry jumps to Sectumsempra. So,
1: you know. Yeah, okay.
0: Maybe 16-year-olds don't exercise the best judgment when it comes to dueling.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, it just, you it also, just amps the, up so quickly. I'm just like, it and there's does. No, and Harry's such a fucking like nerd, narc, hall monitor. I know what you did. I'm like, get the... <laughs>
0: Boy. So I will also say, uh, in the book, Harry doesn't say anything. Draco spots him in the mirror and turns
1: around and immediately attacks him. Oh, okay. But, so, oh, so it's kind of okay that the scene amped up so quickly, because actually, that's how it went down. It does, but I get what you're saying
0: yeah so uh so we uh, we were somewhere around draco having using Cruciatus curse jumping right to that while harry starts with two jinxes that are pretty mild before jumping directly to sectum sempra yeah we also miss out on myrtle screaming at them to stop which is some good shit we love yeah. myrtle anytime we can get her anyway instead here in the film we have the boys firing who knows what at each other while playing hide and seek sure Uh, They did get right that Harry jumps immediately to a spell, or almost immediately to a spell that he didn't know and had never performed before, which knocks Draco to the ground. Harry approaches slowly, very, like, jump scare, horror, horror, oh dear, Uh, very um, jump scare, horror movie style, so... Harry approaches slowly, only to find Draco gasping in pain on the floor, bleeding profusely. Pause. Do you think there was enough blood?
1: Uh, Yes, because of the way it kind of blossomed and came up was was a cool effect, but I don't think it was... We didn't really get the violence of it because it was so it was cgi blood i mean fine and goes, yeah, i don't need it to it be was, a horror movie slashed up but kind of to show the severity of what he just kind did. of right yeah i mean the
0: text the text reads now, i'm sorry i keep referring to the text this week but here we are
1: that's what the podcast is
0: um quote blood spurted from malfoy's face and chest as though yeah. he had been slashed with an invisible sword yeah. So, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. The way, the the direction that they took it, where it's just kind of, like, oozing out slowly. Yeah. I don't think that it's I don't think that it's not enough. But I could have used more.
1: it I, I guess I'll only give it this, is that in the movies, in the movies, at least, we haven't seen any or anything like that that I haven't done anything physical to anybody we've seen that's stunned true. petrified you know blasted away we've never seen somebody bleed as a result so i think that was kind of the first time in the movies we've seen oh god blood resulted from a, a curse or a jinx that i i cast so that's for a that, really
0: interesting observation um i've never thought of that before we don't get the curses where like somebody physical. makes hermione's teeth grow on you know unchecked and there's one that, there's one in Half-Blood Prince. One of Snape's spells is uh, making someone's toenails grow. Um, um, there's the, like, Ginny's famous for the bat bogey hex, which turns boogers into
1: bats. Like What's the leg one, too, where their legs, tar- Tarantella or something? Like, their legs can't
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, we don't see that. We don't see a lot of, like, physical results. It's usually, bing, bing, pew, pew, you know, like, we don't see things actually happen. So for this one to be the first one that uh, a blood erupted from somebody as a result of what I did, it did convey the severity of what he'd just done was it enough for us who know what that spell really does no yeah yeah no.
0: yeah I could have used more and some spurting I love a good spurt
1: <laughs> I did uh go back to your note though it's like again basic first aid seems to be beyond Hogwarts students at all times yeah what uh okay he just watches it like oh shit you bleeding I'm like okay be. <laughs> yeah. basic spell of like hey band-aid eyes <laughs> like, or... oh my god. <laughs> okay that's not a good example but like do... <laughs> you're really
0: good at coming up with spells it's actually one of my favorite things that you do on the podcast
1: hey splooshy stop <laughs> yeah it, it, you know what i'm saying like there's no like basic like oh god he just stands there in shock i'm like which sure yeah. fine but also
0: he's paralyzed he's clearly in disbelief of yeah. what he has just done and what's happened he feels betrayed by the prince, this tutor of his that mm. is, you know, no, you know, yeah. Oh my God. It's like a, a pet that has suddenly gone rabid. Anyway, uh, so awesome. yes, uh, I'm sure that they were trying to tone down the gore factor and uh, circling back to your observation about, you know, them not really showing any kind of physical in- injury outside of, I guess, coral being like fading away into ash in the first film.
1: hmm And I guess there's
0: some. Now I'm thinking about Harry getting bitten in the chamber. Um, But it is all minimal compared to the things that happened in the book. And I'm sure some of that is WB going like, okay, we're not gonna make a movie for kids that shows kids being hurt. Like that's not gonna be a thing for us. Yeah. Um, Anyway, as you said, Harry is paralyzed, doesn't have any idea what to do because they don't teach kids how to do anything at Hogwarts apparently. And suddenly Snape arrives out of nowhere. I guess maybe he heard the commotion. That's not really clear. It would have been very loud and bangy, and he had been kind of keeping an eye on Draco, so I don't know. Maybe he's there because he knew something was happening. Anyway, he strolls in dramatically, and instead of immediately kneeling down to help, he just stands there and that stares at Harry. Me.
1: That bothered me. Like, just like, to sink in like you're bad i'm like okay but kid bleeding <laughs> he's
0: like gurgling on the ground no spurting but gurgling sure. on the ground yeah harry you know turns and runs away pause for just a moment we know that the point of this pod is to notice things that we have never noticed before but has that person been standing in the doorway the whole fucking time what who the fuck is that what there person? is someone behind harry wait what Yes, there is someone standing in the door behind Harry. I lost my mind. I was like, are you? You can't make out who it is because it's blurred. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's blurred. So you can't have any idea who it is, but he runs past someone on his way out of the bathroom.
1: I'm sorry. There's another witness to this. We just don't even mention it in the movie. Like, wait, what? I also wrote down like Harry should be in serious shit for this. Like this should be a big fucking deal. And the movie just kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was bad.
0: Yeah, 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 I have a little bit later on, zero punishment for this. In the yeah. film, he receives zero punishment for yeah. nearly killing another student. Harry runs away, and Snape finally kneels down to help Draco using the incantation.
1: Vulnera Sinentor, right?
0: Which, roughly translated, means?
1: Uh, to heal a wound. Yeah, or let the
0: wounds be healed,
1: yeah. Vulnus for wound, and Sunare to heal.
0: I don't know what exactly my book bitch he is here. It's it's not described... gory enough to heal. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not where I'm at. Uh, oh. It's with the actual incantation because that doesn't come from the book. Um, no, in the book, have. it's described as being an incantation that sounded almost like a song.
1: And I did I did actually give this credit because he does kind of sing it, but not enough.
0: Right. It's so songy. But I think it's, I think it's too literally sing songy. Yeah. Like it's not supposed to be all one special man who put to see the name of the ship was a billion, like uh, it's not actually supposed to be a song. And it comes off a little bit, like in order to do this, you have to sing it.
1: Yeah. It feels a little bit practical magic when they're chanting the spell at the end in the circle with the brooms.
0: Yeah, I I think I expected there to be more to it. I didn't think that it was going to be just two words that were repeated again and again. Yes, in the book, he repeats the spell, but I think that I expected it to be like a longer phrase that was in a dead... Obviously, Latin's a dead language, but maybe something that's a little less recognizable. Ellen does have a lovely, mellifluous voice, so it works. Mm. I just, again, I wanted there to be more. I'm a greedy bitch. What are we going to do? We see the blood start flowing... Like, from in the water, it starts flowing back towards Draco's body, and then the red on his shirt turns back to white. Yay, Mm -hmm. happy he's all healed. Back in the Gryffindor common room, Hermione, Ron, and Ginny look on as Harry sits in shock. I think we're meant to glean that he has just, like, recounted the whole thing for them.
1: Yeah, because it's a very somber mood. Yeah. Yeah. And the music is doing a great job too. The music over this is actually phenomenal. The music is doing
0: the fucking heavy lifting here. Absolutely. Absolutely, fully agree. As usual, they sit in silence for a moment before Ginny rises and declares that they have to get rid of it today.
1: Yeah, tonight. I'm like, again, I was just just right. Ginny's still trying to be in this movie. (laughs) But yeah, Ginny's still trying to be in this movie. Just a very bizarre and quiet chunk. This whole chunk I just wrote, this just all feels so quiet. It's quiet in the hospital wing. Very he, quiet. Even I even noted, too, in the great hall when they're having breakfast, no other students are moving around. So when Katie Bell comes in and Harry goes to talk to her, I'm like, no one else is up from the table. No one. Well, it's there very, are we people f-
0: that chase after her. Like You see her pass by, and then people visibly do pass behind Harry. But that yes. is, you're right that Katie is the only impetus for any movement within the hall.
1: Yeah. It's very, everything's focused on a section of people in this chunk. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. I have some questions for you. Please.
0: Uh, what are you going to hold hands with while it's passed the fuck out in the hospital wing and
1: keep? <laughs> um, Really basic in this chunk, the water pitchers.
0: <laughs> you can oh. get one for the, for the lovely price of 155.
1: I just broke three glasses in the last two weeks. Three glass items in my house. I don't think I should spend that money. Okay, on that. but
0: how many pictures have you broken in the this? This is true.
1: <laughs> fair, absolutely fair. Just saying. What would you hold <laughs> hands with and keep?
0: I am holding on to Hermione's shut up, because that I think that's cute. cute. I love that for her. I'll okay, next that. question. Uh, what are you going to send through a dysfunctional vanishing cabinet and kill?
1: Oh birdie. how dare you? R. I. P. Um, R. P. Bird. Uh, I just said the hospital scene. I just feel like it should have at least like just been the kids. Like maybe the maybe the adults are over here talking about something and she runs in, and they kind of notice that she's running in being apeshit, and that scene happens with just the kids. And like they're over here having this conversation. Like the adults are watching this so intensely and like I hate it. I get that. It could have been
0: more segmented. The conversation. That the adults were having needed to happen to mm-hmm. let us know that he was planning on uh, that Slughorn was planning on giving the bottle to Dumbledore. But, that could have been right. on one
1: side of the scene. They're discussing this, and in the background they hear her shrieking, and then we we get back into, oh, what's going over here yeah. with the kids? I didn't need the adults watching it. Everybody being quiet and watching this happen like it just feels performative. I didn't like, it. ugh, you know. what would you kill like that poor sweet bird? Um.
0: So, OK, I'm not completely unhappy with this scene, but the duel was just so much more dramatic when Myrtle was screaming, and there's blood shooting <laughs> everywhere, and Snape rushes in to save Draco, and then he demands that Harry show him his potions book, because then you know he yes. knows yes. what happened.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think but that's again, what alerted not... alerted him to it was, was Myrtle screaming. Yeah, she literally, when
0: Harry hits Draco with second Sephora, she, like, screams, murder! (laughs) That's
1: right. Oh, we miss Myrtle in this scene. Bam.
0: We could have had Shirley Henderson screaming her head off, murder in the bathroom. (laughs) And instead, Steve just appears with a mystery person.
1: (laughs) I am going to really rewind. I know I, like, usually don't. I'm really going to rewind to see who the fuck that is. That blows my mind. Maybe it's one of the twins uh, if you
0: figure it out let me know <laughs> Maybe it's the
1: one of the creepy twins
0: Beautiful. it it's probably is the creepy twins would explain everything so awesome. uh, i have a probably an unanswerable question for you yes and that is we have talked about in this episode a few spells that were created by the one and only lovely severus snape so my question is what goes into the process of creating a spell
1: oh god <laughs> I don't have a single theory on that one. You know, it's just putting birds into a box and whispering things and hoping that it works. I'm pretty sure that's you put what the we learned. bird in the box.
0: Yeah. You put the bird in the box and you whisper. Uh, <laughs> no, I've got no that's clue. That's that. That's that.
1: What'd you find?
0: So, I mean, I'm kind of com- combining Harry Potter canon with elements of actual pagan ritual and some other popular culture references to create my own headcanon. So HP Universe, details are unknown. Uh, That's not something that the author has ever spoken on. Um, There's a lot of reference to different wizards who have created spells. And the fact that it's very difficult, very complicated, it can go horribly awry. For example, Luna's mother, Pandora, loved it. I was just going to
1: say, oh. uh,
0: Experimented with spells. And as we know, she accidentally um, died as a result of one of her experiments. Mm -hmm. So without getting too terribly long-winded, the crux of it in my brain is that, like a wand, the wand movement and the incantation do nothing more than amplify and focus or direct the energy that's coming from the witch or wizard okay we know there are references in harry potter as well as other magic beliefs or magic belief systems or magic fictional systems um, that wandless magic is a thing all of these things are meant to channel that's kind Mm. of the word i was going for meant to channel the magic of the spellcaster And so it all comes back to that wizard and the popular culture reference that I would like to make is from the Disney channel, Disney channel. I think it is a Disney channel original film, the classic starring Debbie Reynolds, Halloween town (gasps) as Debbie Reynolds, as (laughs) Agatha Cromwell, who defines magic as magic is really very simple. All you've got to do is want something and then let yourself have it. And so In my mind, it is a matter of experimentation with different incantations, different wand movements to most effectively channel magic to achieve a particular goal. Cool. I don't know if any of that made sense or if I just babbled for a moment, but.
1: I liked it. I get it. But what we talked about too Mm. a little bit, we talked about when they said, I don't know if we talked about it, but Remus definitely says like um, spells are in vogue at different times too. Like sometimes spells come back at a different time too like maybe somebody already created it and like you've made it something new or you've added something to it or whatever because it was something that already existed you're just tweaking it a little bit
0: i think it's easier for my brain to wrap itself around the idea of creating a new potion Mm. because as muggles we create new recipes all the time you know we'll see uh, the umpteenth fucking pumpkin spice (laughs) <laughs> recipe. So I think it's a little easier for me to think like, oh, th- things that are actually poisonous but are um, associated with the occult or with, you know, witchcraft and wizardry, things like hemlock or things to ward off a vampire as garlic or th- like wolfsbane to ward off a werewolf, things like that that are known to have X effect in the world, we can combine those things to create a new effect. Yeah. Like we would with a recipe. And so I, in my brain have connected it, connected spell creation to that same kind of idea. We are going to implement different wand movements, different inflections, maybe different combinations and conjunctions of words uh, in different languages. And, you know, when we, when the students are learning how words, they get their standard book of spells and I can see that as being just an agreed upon most effective approach for a certain goal like we all know Reparo is going to repair whatever's in front of us like who knows who actually created that and we've had conversations before of like are there spells in other languages well yes of course it doesn't make any sense that wizards hundreds thousands of years ago in the far east would have been speaking in latin yeah or witchcraft and wizardry that originated in North America, why would that have been in English or in Latin? No, it would have been in Native American tongues, or First Nation tongues, excuse me to be politically correct. But but yeah, so it was kind of an interesting thing to think about, especially when, you know, I do a lot of baking and so comparing it to recipe testing was very fun for me. A lot of recipes too, as you're talking. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's very recipe creation, like which is the correct combination of things to help me most effectively Channel my magic to accomplish a certain goal.
1: Yeah. All never right. Heard. Well. <laughs> until next week, we may manifest some more complaints and observations and things we've never heard before. Maybe for one of us. Uh, join us. <laughs> uh, rate, review us, follow us, please, wherever you get your podcast, and absolutely follow us on the socials, on the YouTube, the TikTok, and the Instagram. And Corey, darling, I will see you next week.
0: Oh my God, I'll be here. I'll see you next week. I'll see you. All right. Good night. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. See you. Bye.
1: My only note here is I aspire to have this white blonde hair that Malfoy has. has. <laughs> hey, I've been I mean, trying to get to that basically crisis. basically have
0: fight. the haircut. Same haircut right now. It's perfect.
1: Okay, rude. I told you I was insecure <laughs> about this haircut that I have right now. And you, you didn't drink mouth say once. you were
0: insecure, you said I didn't say you it was were great. bald. I
1: said, well, when a woman says that she's bald, and maybe not by choice.
0: <laughs> bald is beautiful.
1: Sure, maybe not on me. But anyway, I have been trying to get to that like white blonde crisis hair color that he has, and I, I can't achieve it. So good on him, honestly. Love it.